0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Illinato, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Illinato featuring University of Oklahoma golfer Stephen Campbell Jr. Stephen, welcome, man. I'm good, how are you? Good, good, man. I was super glad we were able to get you on here. You know, met you whenever we are at Merido and um, yeah, just been watching you guys ever since. You know, you guys are on a tear lately. Kind of, you know, how have things been lately?
1: Yeah, everything's been good. Um, You know, we played really well at East Lake, and this was a, uh, it was a great season. You know, it was, um it was awesome. Everyone really, you know, has gotten super close together and we've got a really, really deep team and just you know playing practicing every day getting getting so much better this was just a very successful season and looking forward to a little bit of rest in the off season but trying to you know improve in some areas that we needed to in the season and just getting ready for
0: february for the uh next semester to start absolutely man absolutely well you know we got to start from you know let's start back to when you first got into the game you know where you're from and how'd you get into the game of golf man
1: yeah. So I'm actually, so I was actually born here in Norman. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So I lived here for uh, three years. I actually lived in Edmond, Oklahoma. And gotcha. so my dad introduced me to the game. He doesn't really play anymore because of work. And I have actually a younger brother who plays. So just a lot going on. He really doesn't have uh, you know much time as of late, but um, the course, I think it's discontinued or that now there's like houses on it, but it was called coffee Creek and Edmond. Okay. And that's, that's where I, uh, that's where I really first learned the game. And my dad, I remember looking at some pictures back in the day and he, uh, bought me a set of Snoopy golf clubs. Oh and yeah.
0: Oh yeah, dude. I had the same ones. Dude,
1: they're so, they were so good back in the day. <laughs> they were awesome. But, um, yeah, no. So I had those and kind of a funny story is I'm right-handed in everything uh-huh. I do except golf. Uh-huh. And the way that I kind of learned to play was my dad would be on one side of the range and I'd just be watching him and I would mm-hmm. kind of mimic his shadow. Very similar story. Oh, to gotcha. How Phil, yeah, how Phil grew up. And I would just, you know, mimic him. And he tried to get me to switch over to right-handed, but I was just so stubborn and persistent to stick to lefty. <laughs> and I mean, that's just kind of how it was. But, you know, yeah, growing up, Edmond, Oklahoma, Coffee Creek, And that's kind of where it all started.
0: Yeah, you know, and I mean, it's paid off pretty well. You know, I think that staying lefty, you know, I'm sure righty or lefty would have made it either way. But, yeah, it seems like to be paying off pretty well so far. Yes, sir. Um,
1: It's been a a blessing.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. Um, So, I mean, kind of talk about your high school days and your junior golf career a little bit as you grew up. You know, maybe some tournaments you played in, kind of organizations you travel around and play for maybe.
1: Yeah. So um, you know, I was kind of a late bloomer <clears throat> to kind of this whole thing. I've honestly been a late bloomer in life, to be honest. But kind of my um high school was really, really uh it was really successful. Um, you know, I played, um, uh, our team wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but it was a lot of fun just yeah. being with, you know, kind of my high school friends every single Monday. You get to miss class. And Absolutely. Just yeah, Absolutely. Just, just go out and, you know, play in a tournament, have a lot of fun. And like I said, just get to miss class, but I really didn't, you know, take off in my golf game until I would say sophomore year, actually gotcha. yeah. second semester of my sophomore year. It was actually at the, uh, it was in Tim, it was in Timikwana. I forgot the, it's an, the AJGA Timiquana. I forgot the, um, the tournament name, but it was in 2018. Okay. And kind of previously before that, my parents actually kind of sat down and talked to me. I think it was either freshman year, like into freshman year or going into my sophomore year, like, you know, is this something you really want to do? Because my scores were quite honestly, they were pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, it was, no, it was was. like I was in the high 70s, low 80s, every single tournament, I'd have a, you know, a flash of lightning and maybe break par, but I was not playing that good, not playing that good at golf. And, um, you know, kind of going into that tournament, I actually, so in November where there was like a TJGT tournament and I finished fourth in that and way you get into AJGA tournaments is like through the star system and that got me actually 12 stars coming in that fourth place finish I'm 12 or eight stars something like that but it got because I signed up for that tournament I was an alternate so it got me into that tournament it was like a week and a half before oh nice and you know I was honestly super super nervous because <clears throat> some of the names that I was hearing in there was like, Oh my gosh, it kind of, it kind of blew me away. Of Yeah. Looking back at a lot of those names. Um, I was like, wow, like there are some big time golfers and it's, it was, you know, it was a really nerve wracking experience because you had college coaches just all around me. I've never really had this kind of exposure before. Right. And it was, but it was, you know, it was a really great experience. I ended up finishing T8 there. And that kind of got the ball rolling. And I think that year I only played like, quite honestly, like two bad tournaments. I really had a really successful 2018. And that, you know, that kind of was like a steamroll effect. And it got me into a lot of the AJGAs and Actually at the end of the year in October, I won the uh, the Billy Horschel AJGA, the Stableford event. Yeah, that's and, huge. Um, yeah huge. I made I actually made two birdies coming down the stretch, 25 footer and a 15 footer to win oh, it. Oh, let's one go. Point. Yeah, let's so
0: go. It, yeah,
1: it was it was really, really clutch and you know that kind of just got the train rolling and you know got me into the AJGA inventationals and really got my name out there. And I really look back on where it all started and I would say that tournament right there. Mm -hmm. And the TJGT in November really kind of, you know, got the ball rolling and really helped me, you know, advance my junior golf career.
0: Absolutely. Well, and just to get in any AJJ event, you know, and to get any of those tournaments is great because you're playing against high level junior golfers and there's going to be (laughs) some kind of college coach or somebody's going to be watching you, you know, those are high level events and let alone to get out there and play so high. And, you know, win. I mean, win. you know, that's, that's huge. That does wonders for, you know, wanting to make that jump from high school junior golf to, you know, college golf. And I mean, something else you played and you played in 2019 junior president's cup at Royal Melbourne I mean, that's a huge, huge compliment playing a junior president's cup. I mean, just talk about what that meant to make that team and play alongside the best junior golfers in the world. And I mean, just take us through the week, man. I mean, that's just got to be amazing.
1: Well, that week was really, really special. Um, <clears throat> 2019 was kind of a year of, you know, really learning and kind of taking a step back. Because once I got into all those AJGA Inventationals, I really didn't have that great of a year. You know, mm-hmm. I had some really, really good finishes like, you know, coming second at Thunderbird or winning state and actually shooting 61 there. And that was, Insane. that was, yeah, that, that round, I felt like I couldn't miss a putt. It was, oh, I bet. Everything's going in. Everything was going in. It was really, really special, but kind of reflecting back on that 2019 season, I had some really good events and then I had some not so great events, but, you know, I luckily qualified for the junior president's cup and I was, I mean, I was stoked. That yeah, was maybe, the experience of a lifetime I mean, that was the first time out of the United States. I haven't even, I didn't even get a passport to like. Oh, no before. kidding. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, that was just an incredible experience from, you know, really getting to, because I mean, pretty much all the guys on the team I knew from junior golf. So we were already right. pretty close, but I mean, from the plane ride over. So it was actually a 16 hour plane ride. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you guys I mean,
0: didn't know each other, then you knew each other. After
1: that <laughs> no, ex- exactly. And we were in, and we were in coach. So it was I mean, it wasn't the greatest experience, the flight, but I mean, at the same time, it was kind of fun just because, you know, you're kind of roughing it. It was a totally different experience just getting adjusted to the time change. I think it was a a 17 hour time difference. So it was unbelievable. But when we got there, I mean, they treated us like professionals. It was such a cool event. It was one of the highlights of my junior golf, if not my golf career leading up Uh to this point. Yeah, and we got there, and we were just—I mean—loaded with gear. We walked Oh, into this, I bet. Walk into oh, this. So we walk into our five-star hotel. They give us and walk into like the second floor, and they've got just everything. We go get fitted for tuxedos. We get fitted for all this different kind of stuff. They just hand oh, wow. us like—I mean, it's like Lacoste and uh-huh. Adidas just threw up into a bag and gave us all this kind of junk, and it was. So, so awesome. Cause I'm a, I'm kind of a gear guy. <laughs> oh, same. My, oh yeah. yeah. My coaches at OU will tell you that I'm, I'm a big gear guy. So mm-hmm. I, lo- I love like kind of all the goodies we get from tournaments. And that was like, Oh, that was like Christmas day. I bet, man. That's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that was so awesome. And then, you know, playing the week and I actually was teamed up, I think in the first event with Preston Summerhays and yeah. we, we were already good friends, for, uh, you know, in junior golf and getting to play against each other. That was really, really special, and then I got to play with Jack Heath Mm -hmm. um, in the second round, and then I was playing against the number one Indian amateur in the world, uh, I think his name's, it's something Sharma, I think Uh it's, yeah, Yeah, Carvis Sharma, I I, I botched the first name, I'm sorry if he's hearing (laughs) this, but... Um, yeah, no, that was, that was a really great experience. I didn't play super great this week, but you know, I went, I think I went one and two on the week, but yeah. it was just, it was an incredible experience. The golf course was, I mean, just something like I've never experienced. It was the firmest and fastest golf course I've ever played. Um, the fairways were rock hard. It was very, very fair, but very, very demanding around the greens. The greens were some of the craziest complexes you'd ever see. Like in that one video on the PGA tour, Uh I don't know if anyone remembers this, but I think it was on hole three, that par three. And Justin Thomas was like hitting that bunker shot out to the left. And it, I mean, just took the hill and rolled all the way down. And those, I mean, the slopes out there are, I mean- Insane, They are insane. And the greens, the cool fact about the greens is it is the only type of grass like that in the world. It's uh, scientifically blended- Oh. different strains of grass oh my the, gosh Patty was telling me that they lost it at one point and they had to go back into the lab oh, and wow. create this formula just to do it but they no were kidding perfect rolling about a 14 just I mean absolute glass and around the greens it was so so firm I'm not exaggerating when I say this I was landing nine eight irons 15 to 20 yards short of the green and just it would make, rolling up. I mean, just take one or two huge hops and then finally have some check. It was, Oh my gosh. I mean, it was like, it was incredible. And Justin Leonard was our, our, was our team captain. Yeah, And he was just, he was kind of telling us in the practice round, like, don't worry how you play. This is a completely different atmosphere. This is a completely different golf course like you've ever played. So mm-hmm. just really try to absorb all the course knowledge you can and really try to soak up everything that you can about this golf course. And then when it comes to game time, just leave it all out there. Right. And I mean, that was just, that was super, super special. And we ended up getting the win. So that was even, just I mean, icing on just top, icing on top. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. But um, no, that was great. And then what made it even better was we had a banquet ceremony. I think it was after the final round, all wore our you know tuxedos and it was like the opening ceremonies for the actual President's Cup wow. and that gala or gala I don't know how you pronounce it yeah. everyone important in golf was in there i mean you had jay wow. monahan the pga tour commissioner the whole international the whole united states side you know, just right by y'all interacting with everyone. We're getting to talk to Tony, Ricky. Oh my everyone. gosh. It was, I mean, it was an incredible experience. And then we got inside the ropes access in the practice round. I mean, I was like two feet from tiger, which is yeah, like insane was a dream. It Absolutely. Was unbelievable. And just really getting to see like how he dissects a golf course. And the thing that I took away from it was how yeah. intense he was in the practice round. I mean, you would think it was the final round of a major championship he might have said two words to anyone he Uh was so locked in it was incredible to think about and that's just you know just adding to Tiger's mental strength and fortitude like why he's so good throughout his whole career I mean how locked in he is even in a practice round that Mm -hmm. was something really really cool and then you know president's cup rolls around we get uh you know front row seats Behind the first tee, uh, as everyone's coming out. I mean, just this—the whole week was so so special. I—I mean, it was something I will never forget.
0: Oh, I bet. And like you said, (laughs) I mean, that could be you know a highlight of you know, your junior career or your whole career. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, a lot of things you're going to do amazingly still, but it's just, I mean, that's going to be a tough one to top for sure. And, you know, just not only playing in it, but also having that front row access, like you're talking about with Tiger and, you know, all those players mingling with everybody before the President's Cup. I mean, that's just, that's amazing. I mean, that is huge, huge accomplishment. And I mean, I like just really applaud you and, you know, re- respect you for, you know, being able to make that team going out there and getting the win and everything like that. That's, I mean, everything was in your favor. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, it experience. was, it
1: was really special and I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that had to have, you know, obviously helped, you know, helped you with the recruiting process as well, because you already had so much, so much success before. And then to make this team get the win and stuff, you know, maybe kind of talk about the recruiting process a little bit, you know, when did you kind of initiate it and, you know, what were some of the schools you were interested in?
1: Yeah, so actually when that event was going on, I have already I already committed to the University of Oklahoma. Gotcha. So that was, you know, that was uh, Coach Hibble was really, really just, he was so proud and that was a really cool phone call when I told him I made the team. That was really, That's really huge. special. But no, the recruiting process, um, it was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. And I mean, to anyone out there listening who's going through it, um, enjoy it just soak it all in because this is a once in a lifetime experience and you're, you're never going to get to do this again. So just visit as many schools as you can ask questions, soak up everything and try to get the most out of it. Because like I said, it's a once in a lifetime experience. And as an athlete getting recruited by top level schools, it's just, it is. it was such a blessing. But like I said before, I was kind of a late bloomer. So I really mm-hmm. didn't get yeah. recruited until I'm trying to think, I think it was the end of 2017 was when, so yeah, I, I remember this. So went to the future masters in 2017. No one was looking at me. And I think it was, I was a freshman in high school. Absolutely. No one was looking at me. And I actually signed up for this recruiting, recruiting service called yeah. NSR. Okay, yeah. That, yeah. They were just fantastic. The head guy, Robert Cagle actually is now a good family friend of ours. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So he he's a great guy, but kind of got my name out there. I didn't play that great that week, but it was the first time where I really got to see a lot of college coaches. They were, they, I actually played with a guy who was about to commit. And there was about 15, 20 college coaches in the whole group. And, and I was sweating bullets that whole <laughs> round because I have, I was, I have never, ever been in that kind of you know, atmosphere before. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely a little bit, you know, eye opening seeing like, okay, here's where I am now. And here's what a, a college athlete who, uh, a person who's going to be a college athlete looks like and it was kind of a reality check but um i got my first letter from university of tennessee I actually went to their elite camp and f- kind of a fun fact my whole mom's side is from tennessee oh, and wow. a lot of them went to the university of tennessee so they oh. were all stoked so we got oh, to see, I bet. we got to see them i got to go to their elite camp and i fell in love with the place tennessee was a very very special place in my heart and the assistant coach sean passetti who is not coaching there anymore i think he's making a killing in the uh realtor business or I, it's some something along those lines uh-huh. making a killing but he was <clears throat> he was really really special great coach and the practice facilities the atmosphere there i thought i was set yeah to, you know i really thought that this is somewhere where i want to be but you know like in life, things always don't work out the way you want it to. Right, right. And, um, you know, they had a massive coaching change, and the guy, uh, I think his name's Bo Andrews now, you know, brought in a lot of guys, and they have a really, really loaded team. So kind of had to step back and, mm-hmm. you know, survey my other options, but kind of a cool story. So um, kind of my top three schools were Oklahoma, Baylor, and Liberty. Once yeah. I kind of narrowed them down, all three tremendous schools absolutely and coach hibble i think started recruiting me it was in 2018 at the junior byron nelson in june kind of watched me for a couple of holes and then in september i ended up calling him and we had a great conversation i mean we really connected over the phone and that's kind of where this whole journey started Gotcha. as i was starting to narrow down everything i took visits to ou baylor liberty (laughs) loved all three of the campuses all great. My, for, uh, my former coach, Tim Hobby actually went to Baylor. Oh, okay. And Yeah. So that was, so he was kind of pushing me to go there a little bit. Uh-huh. And, um, that was, that was really, really great. Liberty was beautiful. If, you, if you've never been to Lynchburg, Virginia, great place. I mean, it is right in the woods, just beautiful, beautiful atmosphere. They play some incredible golf courses, practice facilities are top notch, but, Kind of as I was starting to narrow everything down, I kind of was between OU and Baylor. And Coach McGraw kind of pulls me in his office and we have an incredible three-hour conversation. I mean, it was...
0: Three hours, yeah. I I mean,
1: it was awesome. Just the way he kind of dissected everything. And I was like this. I mean, this is an older version of Coach Chibble. He is so Uh wise, just knows everything. You know, he breaks down everything and there's a science behind everything that he does but I kind of just, you know, kept praying, kept really asking Christ, you know, where, where should I go? And kind of, you know, I just, I just fell in love with Oklahoma and it was kind of really, really cool to commit there because my mom, she played college basketball at Oklahoma. Yeah. So that was kind of like just icing on the cake kind yeah. of circle, you know, she was a former athlete there. Now I'm going to be an athlete there
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: you know, signing with them was just a dream come true. I mean, number one school in the nation. I mean, it was just, it really was such a blessing to be there.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's really cool. Like you said, you know, your mom was an athlete. There <laughs> and now you're kind of, you know, continuing the family tradition a little bit, but on the golf side of it and everything, I mean, that's just really, really special. And I mean, it's, it's tough when you get down to, you know, your three schools, you know, OU, Baylor and Liberty. I mean, those are I mean, it's tough to nitpick at that point. You have to kind of really got to really dissect things, you know, and just having a simple conversation like you did over the phone with Coach Hibble. I mean, that's that's what can set it off right there. I mean, that's that can be amazing there. But I mean, it seems that everything's been working out pretty well for you at University of Oklahoma, you know, kind of talk about your time there. You know, what's it been like? You know, what's it like being a golfer at OU? Just kind of give us a rundown (laughs) of the program a little bit. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, it's, it's really special. Um, Just kind of all the perks that athletes get at Oklahoma, um, all the gear, just the elite practice facilities. Oh my God. It's insane. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, the ransom is just perfect. It's so great to uh, just work on your game out there and just, you know, the courses we get to play Jimmy Austin is, I mean, it's always in perfect shape. Shout out the superintendent and the greens keepers there. They are just the best of the best. I mean, that course is in pristine condition, 365 days a year, it is beautiful, awesome layout, demanding, challenging, but also very, very fair, absolutely love the place. And yeah, I mean, yeah, University of Oklahoma, being an athlete there is really special. I mean, there's not there's not much more I can say. It's just it's 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 a really special experience being that and especially being the number one team in the nation. It's just absolutely it's just it's 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 mind-blowing it really is
0: yeah and it's a I mean it's a insane program and I mean I know your your freshman year you it you redshirted I mean just out of curiosity you know what was you know why why did you do that your freshman year I mean I totally understand you know a lot of you know a lot of guys do that that's not you know that's not uncommon you know just kind of curious you know why you know why you did that your first year at OU
1: yeah so I was actually kind of wanting to talk about that yeah you know, so my freshman year was actually very, very rough. Mm-hmm. Um, my freshman year was probably the hardest time I've ever had to experience because I had to, I, you know, I was going in there, you know, had a really great junior golf career going in there. I was like, man, this is going to be great. I'm going to be starting. I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be doing all these different things, going to make a name for myself. And it's kind of crazy how, you know, God really humbles you really quickly. And, you know, as soon as I got in there, I was humbled very quickly because you have four guys who are all now either on the corn ferry tour or playing some sort of professional golf. Uh-huh. And, you know, I mean, that was the, that was the starting, actually, I take that back. We have three guys now who are on the corn ferry tour and Logan McAllister, yeah. you know, number, number three in PGA tour, you and Patrick Welch, yeah, you know, just all, all great golfers. And then Ben Lorenz, who, you know, really stepped up for us big in postseason mm-hmm. last year, that was you know it was really really elite and i actually ended up getting the yips uh, i think it was it was actually right after i got out of quarantine cuz i got covid i mean oh, i think, okay. I think yeah. everyone last year got covid but we had to quarantine for 10 days gotcha and as soon as i came out of that it just i kind of lost my swing i really did i lost everything in my swing and i have i mean i was in some really dark places with my golf game and i really had to you know, figure out what to do. And so, you know, through that whole experience, I think it was from September to December, I ended up just, you know, playing some really terrible golf. I think I came second to last in Mm -hmm. the Azalea Amateur. And it was, it was quite honestly, very, very embarrassing. And then I started to figure some things out and I played the Patriot. I think I came in like middle of the pack there and then, Mm -hmm. you know, go home, come back to campus and they're back again. And I was yeah. like, I cannot do this again. And I, there was so many thoughts running through my mind. Like, you know, huh, is this re- is this really even worth it? Do I continue to keep doing this? Am I ever going really? to, the, am I ever going to get back to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm going to be successful again. And a lot of these thoughts kind of was running through or running through my mind. And, you know, I was, I was reading a lot of scripture through that time, really, you know, searching. And the big verse that I came across was Philippians four, six through seven. And it talks about, do not be anxious about anything. And to sum it all up, everything's in God's control. And I really took hold of that. And that's kind of my life verse. And I've started writing that on my golf ball because no no matter what, you know, trial or thing I do on the golf course, none of it matters because I'm playing to glorify and honor Christ. And there's no reason to be nervous or anxious because That's, that's all human nature and none of it matters. And that whole experience that I went through last year really matured me in my faith. It matured me as a man It matured me in a lot of different areas and actually made a huge change. And I ended up, excuse me, I ended up changing, uh, yeah, I ended up changing, uh, swing coaches to, uh, so my middle coach was Mm -hmm. Larry Miller. Now he's kind of my full-time coach everywhere. Does and you? he is just been fantastic. And I'm not trying to discredit my old coach, Tim hobby did some incredible things. I worked with him since seventh grade. Yeah. And he did some really awesome things, took me to a lot of great places in my game. But I mean, I think with every athlete, there needs to be some form of change. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, I really felt like that was the time where, you know, I was talking to coach and we really felt like, you know, let's try this out because Larry know, knew my game. So, so well, he knew how I thought and he actually was taught by Tommy Bolt, and fun fact, Tommy Bolt was taught by Ben Hogan, so he oh. knows all of Ben Hogan's secrets in the swing. Yeah, and you know, we kind of just did a massive overhaul with everything. We kind of started from scratch with my swing, and I was a big drawer of the golf ball, gotcha. and now I hate hitting draws. I uh-huh. only hit cuts, and that was just because I mean, all throughout my whole career in golf, I always hit draws, always, and I could not hit a cut or I was so uncomfortable hitting one and Uh now that's all I do and I would not trade all those experiences or anything because I just got to learn and you know change is a good thing and that Mm -hmm. change actually propelled me in just all these different experiences and then kind of towards the end of my freshman year I got to go out and watch the big 12 championship at Prairie Dunes and that was kind of the first big experience I was like whoa okay this is what college golf's about it was a little intimidating at first I mean I think everyone if they didn't play college golf their freshman year and watch that event it was like okay it was a little intimidating Uh and then I went out and watched the national championship and rooted on the guys and that was incredible I know we lost but we played a really really great Pepperdine team oh amazing
0: yeah (laughs) yeah it's a great run great I mean
1: it was just it was a great run by both teams and they ended up beating us three Mm -hmm. and two but you know, all those emotions that whole week really was motivating. I mean, not just to me, but I think every single guy who was going to stick around. And I ended up having a really, really good summer. Uh, I had actually a really incredible summer because I was starting to figure out things with my swing and everything was just starting to click slowly, but surely. Yeah. And I ended up finishing top 10 in the rice planters. I, I think that was my first top 10 since like, it was like a year, year and a half yeah. since I, like, I did that played well at the Monroe and I ended up qualifying for the USAM at Oakmont. And that Huge. was a, a dream come true. I mean, Oakmont, I'm a golf course junkie. So getting to play Oakmont was incredible. <laughs> right. Uh, it was, just, I mean, it was in us open condition. So mm-hmm. that's just like icing on the cake. Yeah. Carry on top. It was beautiful. And that kind of, that momentum kind of got me going into the second or my, uh, my redshirt freshman year.
0: We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Dolanato is sponsored by our friends over at Putt View Books. Puttview View Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world and are designed with the assistance of world renowned golf coach Phil Kenyon and can be made for over 30,000 golf courses. The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable, and Cordy from Golf Science Lab says, they're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or a green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com and check them out on Instagram at puttviewbooks. Yeah, and I mean that that's little because I mean every golfer they go through slumps, you know. <coughs> I don't care who you are. You go through slumps and you know it's gonna happen. But to get that confidence and regain, you know, get those results. Get you in the right direction, man. I mean, that is huge. That's a huge thing. You know, what can, what confidence can do, you know, and getting, you know, getting some guidance and stuff. I mean, that's absolutely huge. And I mean, you, you've contributed to a very successful OU team this, you know, this semester. Um, I mean, you guys just, you guys won at Merido awesome to see that that was televised on the golf channel. You guys won at Eastlake, which was also televised on the golf channel and you guys also had a couple second places and a third place finish. I mean, you guys are ranked number one right now, you know, just kind of talk about what these results, you know, kind of do for you guys as a team. And just, I mean, this has to build momentum for you guys heading into the next semester.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. It was, um, it was very, very successful this fall. Um, I mean, I think every single guy on the team can tell you that. And I feel yeah. like the number 14 ranking, I, it's, it's something we kind of joke about, but the number 14 ranking, that preseason ranking that came out before Pebble really, yeah. really motivated us. We almost got Oh, I back. bet. Well I mean we almost kind of laughed at it we were like oh wow you're gonna just because we lost everyone you think we're we're done and we were kind of like watch this and you know qualifying for my first event at Pebble was I mean first college college event getting to play Pebble Beach and then for a fun round we get to play Cypress Point. I mean mean, amazing. Did get any better than that? Seriously. So that was incredible and then Getting to play on TV on the golf channel was I think every kid's dream. And I was just living it out. I know I didn't play great the first round, but that happens exactly. It happens. And that was actually a really good, you know, thing that I needed to learn with team golf because I've really never I mean, in high school golf, it was kind of a one man show. I mean, I didn't have the, the best people, but you know, now that I'm in a team atmosphere, I just had to learn all these different things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you're out of it for the tournament, because as golfers, we can get such an, in such an individualistic mindset, like only about me, but, you know, I had to kind of change my, you know, mentality and my, the way I think about, you know, team golf. And even though I played bad the first round, but grinding it out the second and third round shooting two one over par rounds. And on a very, very difficult Merido golf course, I felt like
0: absolutely that would, tough,
1: I felt, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, you were out there. It was, it brutal. Was, brutal. Wind was blowing greens were fast. It's just a hard course in general. If you absolutely. break par out there, you are killing it. Absolutely. But yeah, no, just figuring that out. I felt like that was a big step in my golf career and, you know, I didn't qualify for Colonial. Um, our other freshman, Jackson, or same class as me, redshirt freshman, Jackson mm-hmm. Dowell played some yeah. incredible golf and in qualifying, kind of just beat us all out. Yeah. And that was really, really cool to see because he kind of was struggling a little bit last year as well. And he redshirted and, you know, he's one of my great friends on the team and we were yeah. me, me, him and Ben all room together last year. So oh, to kind of awesome. see him have that success, like I was doing in the, uh, you know, the first couple of tournaments was really, really special but didn't play there. It was honestly really, uh, it was humbling and motivating because you know, you're back home. I mean, it sucks. It yeah, was right. I was right. like, you know, it was like the world came crashing down. I was like, I was really high on my horse getting to do all this. And then I'm back home sitting my, sitting my butt on the couch and not get and just kind of getting to watch the guys play. Right. But it was very, very motivating back home. Qualifying is honestly as tough or a little bit tougher than, Our qualifying in general uh, at Oklahoma is extremely tough. I bet we got eight, nine, 10, 11 guys gunning for five spots. And Mm -hmm. it is always so pressure packed and pressure filled. And it honestly makes us better because I feel like so. uh, Our coach, Coach Hibble, was telling us that he kind of got this from the last dance documentary, but Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Jordan was saying that if you practice harder and you prepare yourself harder, then the tournaments are just going to uh, the tournaments are going to be just like, like a breeze. Going. Yeah, you know, exactly. There's going to be no worries. And that is something that I've kind of noticed as I've continued to progress, like, you know, coming down the stretch at Eastlake, I mean, obviously I was nervous, but I had just kind of such a sense of peace to myself, especially uh-huh. yeah. you know, that at big 12 match play because we've been preparing so much and putting ourselves in such pressure filled situations and practice that when you get to the tournament, it's like you're just playing another round. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's very, very nerve wracking, but you're so comfortable because you've been in these situations back home and it's been preparing us. Right. But it was really great to qualify for Big Twelve match play. I ended up playing really well there. I went four, um, four and one. Um yeah, it that's was that's awesome. That was, yeah, that was a really great event. I felt like I had Kind of a B and C game all week, but I was winning matches, and then the last match I was playing against actually a former podcast member, Leo Oyo. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was actually a really really good match. We were just throwing punches back and forth, and he, I mean he didn't lose. I just kind of had to beat him,
0: uh-huh. and I
1: think I ended up shooting like seven under through like fourteen or fifteen holes, and that was I was like okay, this is what my A game is like, mm-hmm. and it was really really great momentum going into East Lake. And, you know, Eastlake was just an incredible experience being, being on TV, golf channel, all this different kind of stuff. And at a historic venue, I mean, Absolutely. I, love, oh I love Bible Belt, Southern golf, like Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, all those places. Yeah. It's just, I, I love it. I really feel like it fits my game very, very well. And I ended up coming top five in the individual in and the individual portion and I felt like I was there the whole, like every step of the way, just I didn't get enough putts to drop, but uh-huh. you know, it happens. It, you know, yeah. you're not going to be making them every, every day, but I right. felt like I played, you know, solid enough to win. It just, it didn't go my way, but shout out Chris Godrup for winning that thing and <laughs> That was some great, that was some really awesome golf for him to make a six footer on the last hole. Oh tight my press. gosh. That was, yeah. I mean, I was just so clutch so, so clutch. so clutch, but um, yeah, no, it was, Then match play rolled around, and that was just awesome. The first day was actually – I don't know if everyone knew this, but, I mean, it was playing extremely difficult. It was a little bit chilly Mm -hmm. on 20 to 25 on that tight of a golf course. Very, very demanding. That's not fun. No, not not at all. I mean, you were stressed on every single (laughs) tee shot. But, I mean, it was – that was awesome and ended up getting the win over, you know, William Mao and all American really was a big boost of confidence. Cause we played uh, really great golf and, you know, I was fortunate enough to win, but the last match with Rayhan Thomas, that was a really, really great match. You know, mm-hmm. we were going back and forth. I birdied the first three holes and was only two up um, and just kind of kept plotting my way on there. And, I made some, I wasn't hitting the ball the best on the back nine. And I was kind of just scrambling my butt off just to, you know, keep, keep the lead, but he ended up beating me on the last hole. And, you know, I, even though I lost the team won. and kind of reflecting back to that Merito, that Merito tournament, having that team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was, you know, really, really great. Because even though I lost, I had four other guys who ended up bailing, uh, bailing me out and we ended up getting, um, all three points ended up winning. And that was just awesome. I mean, I'm, I was so, so proud of every everyone throughout that whole season and to end up winning Eastlake, getting revenge on Pepperdine, and all this different kind of stuff was, I mean, it was really, really special. And to be a part of it, not just watch on the sidelines, but to actually contribute and be a part of it was very, very special.
0: Well, and I mean, you go back to, you know, that, that team kind <clears> of, <throat> that team you know strategy you got to go with college golfing. I mean, a team win, I don't care who you are, a team win is better than an individual win, absolutely. Because you have everybody is just, you know, on cloud nine, Oh, and I
1: mean, it's just everyone's amazing. jacked up. It is. And the, and the van ride back is so awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to do it at a place like Eastlake and Meridale, both on TV. I mean, I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's everything you could dream of, you know, in, you know, college golf. Now that they're having it more on television. I love it watching, you know, watching you guys on there and the women as well. And um, I mean, you kind of touch, you know, a little bit, you know, Chris Goddard up, you know, he, him and press in summary is kind of tied for first, but, you know, kind of talk about the team and the guys that you have, you know, on there, you guys, you know, the lineup, usually, you know, Chris up Logan McAllister, Patrick Welch, Drew Goodman, and you were at Merido and, you know, yet, you know, you guys kind of bounce back, back and forth a little bit with, you know, other guys qualifying in spots, but you kind of touched on a little bit what it's like competing during qualifying. But I mean, you guys have such a deep team. I mean, it's gotta be just, you know brutal qualifying week in, week out for tournaments because you never probably feel like you know your spot's secured I mean it's you got to watch out for that I mean just kind of talk about what the competition's like on the team yeah no I mean
1: it is in my opinion the toughest I mean out of any school in college golf it is cutthroat every single week because your job is not guaranteed at all no matter how good you play it is not guaranteed you have to go win and that's a great thing I love about um our coach's qualifying system is he really enforces winning like we'll Mm -hmm. play three three different qualifiers but each qualifier you have to win in -hmm. order to get in order to get your spot so it really teaches you to put yourself in a winning mindset not okay Uh just get a top three top five okay I'm in no really focusing on winning and you know like you were saying after Merido, you know, the kind of the lineups were rotating a little bit. And I'm so proud of all, you know, all the guys, especially in my class, you know, Jackson Dowell, Ben Lorenz and me, because we really didn't play a lot last year, except Ben, he ended up playing for us a lot in the second half of the season. Uh But for us to really step up and kind of be big time players on this team is just awesome. And then shout out Drew Goodman for just, I mean, really stepping up as a freshman, a, a true freshman playing yeah. all five tournaments this year, really helping us and being a big-time factor. That is just – I mean, it was awesome. It really was seeing that. And Patrick Wells, just – I mean, super, I mean, he's Mr. Consistency on this team. He's pretty much there every single week, every single tournament, always in the hunt somehow, always contributing for our team. I mean, he's really, really consistent. And then adding Chris Goddard up on this team was – I mean, he was awesome because not only is he a great golfer, he's a great team guy. And I felt like he's really brought this team closer
0: Yeah. and
1: just, you know, being from New Jersey, bringing a little bit of a different flair down South, Right. it's, de- it's definitely a little bit different, but I mean, he has just been a really great team guy. And then, I mean, Logan, our, our lead horse has just been awesome for the past three, four years at Oklahoma being number three on PGA tour U. And just, I mean, he's, he's been so, so great. And the cool thing is I've kind of related a little bit to Logan because Uh he came in playing some good golf and then honestly was for about nine months was struggling with his swing and then ended up coming out of that winning. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, I kind of relate to that a little bit because we both kind of lost our swing and ended up coming out of that. And, you know, helping and contributing to this team. So, I mean, this team is so deep and we've got a lot of great guys, even the guys back home. I mean, they're always just pushing us and they're doing so many great things. And you could switch out. I mean, you could have an A and a B team. And I really feel like we'd be one in either top 10 or top 15 in the nation with how deep our team is. It's really, really special.
0: Well, and that's what's going to, you know, having that kind of depth in a team is what's going to, you know, obviously win tournaments and stuff, but, you know, go the full distance, you know, I'm sure you guys have, you know, you guys were back at national championship last year, you know, I'm sure you guys are going to want to get back there this year, take home the win and everything like that. I mean, that's, that's teams like your, like your guys' team. That's, you know, those are what those are made for. Um, You know, that's just, I'm super excited to see how you guys, you know, continue in the next semester and not only, not only this next semester, but after that as well, and kind of seeing where you guys go, um, you know, you talked about Logan McAllister, he's ranked third on PGA Tour U, Chris Goderup's ranked number one, you know, college golfer in golf week and, you know, OU's ranked number one in golf stat. I mean, kind of talk about, you know, is there any sort of pressure being the number one team and the, you know, you guys got high level players on your team. I mean, is there any sort of pressure whenever you guys go to tournaments week in, week out, knowing they're chasing you guys? I mean, yes and no, because, I mean, it's golf. There's
1: always going to be pressure. You always get those first tee hitters, and you're always wanting to defend your title and be the top dogs. But I would say just because we prepare so much and Mm -hmm. we work and grind so, so hard in practicing and qualifying that it kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off because, like I was saying earlier, how when we get into tournaments, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people feel the exact same way, when we get into tournaments, it's almost just like, you know, just another casual round or just right. another round because we prepare and work so so hard. And I mean there's al- always a lot of pressure, but it always it just continues to motivate us. Like if anyone wants to take us down, no, we're not letting that happen. We want to continue to be number one. And I felt like that's why we were so motivated when we weren't the number one spot coming in preseason. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just because we work so, so hard. I feel like we've earned that. And I don't we're not going to be letting up anytime soon because in this offseason, our coaches talked about we're just going to continue to work on our weaknesses and, you know, do anything and everything it takes in the weight room, on the golf course, uh, mentally to just be the best possible players we can be. And, you know, using that as momentum going into the spring season and hopefully, you know, even though we're still number one, but being better players because of that.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, kind of going into next semester, you know, what are some goals that, you know, maybe you guys have covered with the team and, you know, with, co- with both your you know, head coach and assistant coach? I mean, you know, what are some of the goals that the team has and what are some of the goals you have for yourself individually? Yeah, I mean, I think the ultimate goal. I
1: mean, actually, we know the ultimate goal is to win the national championship. Absolutely. So, so bad. And I feel like Chris Goddard didn't come here just to get second place. And <laughs> right, right. And came here to win a national championship, just like every single one of us. And, you know, just little tiny goals, just getting better every single day, figuring yeah. out something that might be a little bit better, you know, maybe an equipment change, maybe, you know, figuring something out, changing putters or just figuring something out with our swing. And that's yeah. what our coach is really emphasizing in the off season, just to figure that stuff out. Because when it comes to game time, we're already so ready. We don't want, we don't want to be worrying about that in March and, Mm -hmm. you know, be stressed out, but we want to prepare and just be, you know, be ready for the, you know, the spring season. Our coach really hasn't touched too much on it yet, but Mm -hmm. the goals, but you know, the ultimate goal is definitely to win the national championship. And some of my, you know, goals over the off season is obviously to get stronger. I've started a little bit more speed training, just Mm I, I touched on this last year doing some speed training and that helped a lot, especially uh-huh. with, you know, my golf game. Yeah. And, you know, I picked up some more distance, but I, I want to continue to do that and try to get three, four or five miles an hour this off season, trying to gain that so I can continue to, you know, be the best possible player I can be. And just some other goals is, you know, I want to win a tournament in the off season. I'm playing, i playing in one or two tournaments this off season. So I really gotcha. want you to yeah. win that. And I feel, I know I have just, I have so much confidence that I feel like I can definitely do that. And just, you know, this year in the spring, I feel like a, a good goal for me is to have an under par scoring average. I feel like that is a really, really good goal. And to be an All-American because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, looking back from last year to now, that would be just the ultimate switch. I mean, not oh, I mean, yeah. one of the worst players on the team to be an All-American. That is definitely something I have on my mind. And it's starting to set in like this can be a reality. And, you know, a year ago, I um, I mean, I wasn't even thinking about this. I was thinking about, OK, how can I hit the fairway? And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now we're thinking about how we can be an All-American. And, it's, yeah. you know, it's really, really switching. But that is that's kind of a big goal I have on my mind,
0: you know, where you started at and to where you're at now. I mean, that's, I mean, golf can do that to you sometimes, you know, like I said, you know, you go through slumps, but you know, it's really amazing to kind of see the progress, you know, the kind of player that you are. And I mean, I didn't know any of that stuff coming into this, you know, I can't, I can't look, you know, I can't research, you know, you going through a slump and, you know, and it's great to hear that story. I mean, dude, it's amazing. You know, I just really applaud for, you know, everything that you've done and the work that you're going to continue to put in, not only in the offseason, but, you know, in the years after. I mean, it's just it's going to be really cool to see how you go, man. I'm really excited for you.
1: I appreciate it. And yeah, yeah, I mean, to anyone out there who's going through it, it's all going to be worth it. I mean, hard work always pays off. I mean, I feel like I'm a true testament to that. And no matter where you are in your golf game, it is hard work will always pay off. If you're willing to sacrifice and outwork your competition and find little things that they're not doing, it's always going to pay off. You don't know when it's going to pay off, but it might just click all of a sudden. And that's what it did for me slowly, but surely. And I feel like I'm a real testament to that.
0: Absolutely, man. I mean, have you put any thoughts maybe after college? I mean, have you thought about, you know, is professional golf in, you know, the future for you? Or have you not, you know, maybe touched on that a little too much? Yeah,
1: no. So, you know, Ever since I was a little kid, I want to play professional golf. I think that's every every single golfer's mindset. But, you know, I I really want to to pursue a professional golf and make that my job because it's something I truly love. And I feel like I can be a big time influence for other people out there and using my golf as that. You know, a little bit of a resource to help other people and be a big time influence on a national and worldwide stage. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is actually kind of a fun fact about me. So, my mom yeah. has her own uh, nationally syndicated radio show, and I love doing stuff on the radio. I love doing interviews and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, awesome, yeah, man. Yeah. So, if everything works out with professional golf, I really don't want to play the Champions Tour. I would love to work for the golf channel and be a sideline comment or be an on course commentator like Bones. Oh, or you would Raper be Alex.
0: awesome, dude. Thank awesome. You
1: thank you no i i mean that is because i mean that's something i would like actually enjoy mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong I'd, I'd love to play the champions tour hopefully they give me a couple starts but yeah i would i would love to be an encore uh you know an on-course commentator i feel like that's you know something right on my alleyway i'm actually minoring in journalism so I and my mom is in radio and does all that kind of stuff so i really feel like she can help me you know use that as a resource but You know, my ultimate dream is definitely to play professional golf. It's something that I love, something that I care about. And, you know, just I feel like Oklahoma as you know, it's such a great place and it's a great springboard because ever since Coach Chibble's gotten here, I mean, the amount of people he's put on tour and will continue to put on tour is just mind boggling and it's I mean this is such a great place for me and I'm super blessed to be a part of it.
0: Well and like, and like you said, I mean, you know, that's every every boy's dream or every you know gal's dream to play professional golf, play at the highest level possible. And you know, you're at the right place. You know, oh you definitely produces some great players and they're going to continue to. So I mean you're doing all the right things. And you know, and like I said, man, I wish you nothing but the best and all that stuff. I'm you know super excited to see how not only your college career goes, but you know, post college as well. You know, super excited for that, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so yeah, much. Definitely, man. So we're heading to the next section of the show. I just like to called the ham and egg section. Just some for fun questions, get to know you, know, <coughs> Stephen Campbell, a little bit more. Um, so, I mean, you play golf, you know, you, your whole life and stuff. Um, you know, if you had to play another sport professionally, what sport would you play and why? Oh boy. Um, Well, if I'm not the most athletic guy in the world, and I'm not that great at. I'm
1: not that great at other sports, but um, but your mom
0: played basketball.
1: Yeah, so I would I would have to choose basketball. I mean, that is that's yeah. something I, I like. You know, actually, we just finished playing over at the uh, our like. Oh, what is it? It's like our on gym camp, or it's our on campus gym. We actually ended up playing some pickup basketball this afternoon, and that was go. a lot of fun. But uh, I know I'm not very good at it. But if I had to choose, I would play basketball.
0: There you go. Well, you got all the, rec- you know, your mom. Mom would be a great resource for that. You know, that yes, would she be- would.
1: Yes, she would help me but- on my jump shot because it's kind of it's it's bad right now. <laughs> do you shoot righty or do you shoot lefty? I shoot right. I do everything righty except golf. everything. Gotcha. Everything. Yep. Everything. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Um, so next one, you know, you've gone, I'm sure there's been a lot of tournaments, a lot of pressure you felt, you know, like you talked about that first tee jitters and stuff, but you know, is there a moment you can pinpoint that you've been the most nervous on the golf course and how you, what'd you do to keep yourself calm? Um, I'm trying to think, I would say it's
1: actually kind of funny um, I was so, so nervous in the practice round before our first college tournament at Pebble Beach. I don't, oh, know, okay. I don't know why, but I was so nervous on every single shot. It was just like, oh, I, it was it was so crazy because I was like, you know, what happens if I don't play well? All these little thoughts ran through my head. Uh-huh. But that was a very nervous moment. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, Off the top of my head, I would say probably first tee shot at pebble just first mm-hmm. college tournament Everything going yeah. through me and I'm a big believer in breathing techniques so mm-hmm. yeah just calming my mind so that's kind of how I got through it but I mean there's probably some other really nerve-wracking moments that I've been through but you know I'd say probably first of uh, first tee at pebble beach first college tournament and yeah I mean that was the hard probably the hardest hybrid I have ever, ever had to hit at I don't know,
0: like a 50 <laughs> yard wide fairway <laughs> Right. And I mean, your first call, let alone your first college tournament ever at Pebble beach. <laughs> like that's yeah. just uh, like, that's a and whole other level.
1: I do. I do want to add number 15 in East. Like I was really never nervous for that whole round, but all three times I played that hole. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. That was <laughs> the hardest four or five iron I've ever had to hit in my life. That is insane. If you oh, play, yeah. I mean, you can play that recreationally, not that bad, but once you get into a tournament and you're one up or you're one down and you need to make something happen that is an insane hole because they played us back all three days yeah so i would say either that or first tee shot at pebble beach
0: yeah those are two nerve-wracking i would i wouldn't want to be in those situations but exactly. you know, you've gone out there you perform it's going to make you a better player being in those Definitely. situations so i mean you can't argue with that um so i mean there, you know there's a lot of junior golfers out there that you know that obviously they're going to be going through their recruiting process you know some point in their lives if they want to play college golf you know you've been through it you've gotten to the pro, you know OU and everything kind of t- is there any advice you would give junior golfers out there maybe something they need to focus on or something they need to work on with their game to kind of better their chances
1: yeah, I mean I kind of touched on it earlier about the recruiting process, like, you know, just enjoy it. Call as many coaches as you can, email them, text them, do whatever it takes. Even if you don't get a response, keep playing good golf and they will they will end up coming to you and just enjoy it. It's such a fun process. I I know I had a blast doing it and it was really really special, but you know, kind of coming into college, I didn't realize I didn't realize this, but just kind of course management, you don't you got to realize that Junior golf and college golf is completely, like, it's completely different. Like Completely different. Just, just like, the, the levels of golf and, I mean, eliminating three putts and giving away easy, easy golf shots, like missing greens inside 150. Just right. kind of basic stuff. But I would say the biggest thing that's changed from junior golf to college golf is eliminating three putts and just course management, not not firing at every single pin you see on the golf course. because right. Once you get into big-time college golf, the courses get – a lot more demanding and you cannot go for pins. And if you do, and you miss it by a little bit, you're, you're making bogey. Absolutely. Bogey. Sorry, but it's just going to happen. So I would just say, you know, thinking a thinking your way around the course a little bit better and just, you know, eliminating easy med mistakes, like, you know, three putting or missing greens from inside 150 or, you know, just, just kind of basic stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I think that's great stuff because, I mean, whenever you're inside 150, those are that's scoring distances and stuff and like that. And I mean, you got to, I love the course management because I'm sure there's a ton of players out there that just go out there. And I know players that just go out there and they just bang driver everywhere they go. And you know, that might not be the best place sometimes. And just plotting your way around a golf course is super important. I'm glad you brought that up. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, so obviously there's a ton of amenities and resources that come with being a golfer at University of Oklahoma. I mean, is there something that you can you know pick out of it all of the resources that you have that you feel is the coolest one that you have access to i would say
1: this might not be well okay there's two of them so working out in the switzer with uh-huh. uh, with, with the football team beside you is kind of it's kind of cool a little bit scary but it is, <laughs> it, it, it is it is pretty pretty cool and um i would say i wouldn't know if this is like the coolest resource out there but our physical or our personal trainer rob fulton um, I, I, you know, I'm a big believer in you know, uh, physical therapy, recovery, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And you know, I visit him maybe a little bit too much, and I probably annoy him. But, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, just going to him, getting either stretched out or worked on, and just you know, staying loose and keep my body in shape, and you know, um, keeping it in tip, uh, in tip top performance. I would say that is a really, really cool resource.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to keep, I mean, I can see the body right now. I mean, you got to, you got to keep that in shape, man. I mean, that's, that's precious stuff right there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Body's a temple. Yes, sir. Oh man. Um, we talked about a little bit, you know, your court, you know, course management, stuff like that. You know, whenever you do, whenever you guys go week to week at different golf, you know, go into different golf courses, how do you guys approach it? And maybe you do kind of your own, your own, you know, routine of stuff whenever you get to a new course, but how do you guys approach a golf course when you go into, you know, a different week, you know, every week? Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, I incorporate some things that I've learned. Well, sorry. My, uh, yeah, graduation. you're good. Um, so I kind of incorporate some things like really just getting to know the speed of the greens because Mm -hmm. that's where, you know, a lot of, a lot of shots will be is getting to know the speed of the greens, really dialing that in. But, um, our coaches, coach Hibble and coach Alcorn do a great job with really, you know, dissecting the course, showing us places to hit places, not to hit and, you know, especially on par threes, like, you know, this is where it's going to be here and, you know, doing a lot of chipping and Mm -hmm. a lot of work around the greens because you're not going to hit every green and you want to put yourself in some nasty situations because you never know if you're going to be there or not. We don't want to be, but golf's a crazy game and it happens. It it does happen. So doing that and, but kind of, I, I really focus on getting a lot of putting work in because, you know, that is, you know, your swing's going to, your, your swing's going to, honestly stay the same unless you're unless you're working through something but you know putting greens grass change doing a lot of putting work getting to know that and since we're going to you know from California for example I was doing a lot of work on the greens and you know out of the bunkers out of the rough out of like, you know, the tight lies around the greens, because it's yeah. completely different grass, completely different sand, uh-huh. and, you know, really working on that. And then we'll go to Texas, back to Bermuda. This is just like home. So I feel like I have a little bit of, of an advantage on it. But uh-huh. really, you know, dialing your stuff in around the greens, how everything's going to react, um, and really getting that speed down when you're putting. I feel like those are some of the big takeaways and things that I prepare when I go into a tournament.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I think you working on a lot around the green is huge because like you said, those are going to be a lot of shots are at and the different kinds of grasses and everything like that. But there's totally so many different situations you can be in around the greens. I mean, that's, that's great that you brought up, you know, working a lot around the green. I think that's great advice for anybody out there that's competing, you know, whether they're competing professionally or in college or junior golf, just really focus on that short game area. Cause that's where you're going to make your money right there.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely.
0: Um, so we're heading to the last question here. Um, I'm sure you've had, you know, a huge support system, you know, through everything that you've been in golf. And, you know, is there somebody that really inspires you to be the person sus golfer you are today?
1: Yeah, um, my mom. She yeah. is I'm I'm really, really close to my mom. And, you know, she's been through thick and thin with everything. I mean, she's, she knows everything about me and she's just something, someone really, really special. And it's kind of like a little bit of an added bonus that she played college sports because she understands the athletic perspective, the mind of an athlete, how to yeah. train, how to prepare what to do, what not to do. And mm-hmm. I feel like I owe a lot of my success to her just because she helped me, you know, a lot throughout my junior golf career and in college. And, you know, I love her to death and she's, she, she has done so much for me.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, the, going through, you know, the recruiting process and every college athlete experience, it's great that your mother went through all that because, you know, she's able to guide you and she understands kind of that grind like you're talking about. I mean, that's huge stuff, man. It's huge stuff like that to have that support system, um, not only in just life, but in, you know, college sports as well. That's huge, man. Absolutely. Definitely. huge. Yeah.
1: She's been she's been a big asset to me and I'm, you know, owe a lot of credit to her.
0: Definitely, man. Well, that'll wrap up this week's episode. Um, uh, I'm going to redo that. <laughs> that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Illinois, featuring Boomer Sooner, Steven Campbell Jr. here. You know, really glad we are able to get you on, man. Um, like I said, I wish you nothing but the best and everything that you guys do. And, you know, whenever we see you guys up there, you know, winning tournaments, win national championship, you know, we'll, be, uh, we'll post you on Instagram and stuff, man.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. This was a treat and uh, really
0: enjoyed it. Thank you again. Definitely. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Auto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes, like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.